1: are we filming are we filming your hands now we've got the ah, back of my so head and I film from my fingers are we on that one
2: yeah
1: hello the world welcome to the mouth of manliness hello the world Bye. Brad is playing us some blues. Don't stop, don't stop. I like it when you play. You play really nice. Thank you. Yeah, you do It's only really play
2: nice. like in this later stage of my life that I feel comfortable playing like this.
1: Right, well, I'm going to set the hour on that. Because... Why is that? Because... It's weird though, isn't it? Because I, I feel the same.
2: I think, like, I was hidden in my bedroom for so long... Um and then life kicks in, work kicks in. And I've always had like guitars out and about. And I'm really lucky Kate lets me have guitars on the wall and stuff. Um, yeah, I do. And I ch- if I, I've had, There's been times when they've been like up in the loft and I haven't played for ages and I, my mood goes really low and I get really pissed off. And she's aware of that, so she kind of lets me have them out and about, and she likes the kids to be able to just grab them and play with them and stuff like that, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, you have to make them not too special, don't you? Yeah. Like, respect them. Yeah. But hey, you can play them, you See, can, my like, dad's you can one, bash them a little bit. My
2: dad's one was always up on the wall, and I used to wait for him to go out, push the dining room table up to the wall. It was really slippery, I remember, he used to fall off of it. And I used to be able to play a song without picking it up.
1: That's really similar to Keith Richards' introduction to guitar. Really? Yeah, I think it I don't think it was his dad, I think his granddad had a guitar up on the wall and like one day he came in and found him, like he was fascinated by it and he piled up loads of books and was standing there strumming it and he was like, Alright. Like he'd always said, When you're tall enough to pick it up you can play it. Amazing. And then he said, Alright, you can play it so he, he taught him uh I think it's Meadow Inn. Uh, which is kind of like a flamenco guitar thing. Yeah, it's it's all on YouTube. Uh, with um, oh, it's guitar. In, no, is it guitar? There's Inc? one on
2: Netflix, isn't there? That um, yeah, no, this done. is uh, this
1: is on YouTube uh, with Matt Sweeney. It's really really good. I right. recommend it. And it, Matt Sweeney does loads of good ones. He does one with Josh Homme, which is really amazing. good. amazing. Love Josh. Yeah, yeah, I do. But then you felt. So okay, so you felt when you were a bit older, you felt a bit more comfortable that you didn't feel like you needed to impress anyone, maybe.
2: No, I yeah, probably that. I think I I only know like the beginning of like lots of songs, and then I was in a wedding band when I was a kid. But I used to play keyboards and we used See, to like, I that's
1: Pretty amazing.
2: Um, but then, I when I was I moved back in with my mum, and then oh no, it was when I was first with Kate and. I was like, oh, I really want to be in a band. I'd love to do something. And I I could play um, Credence Clearwater Revival Bad Moon Rising. And I knew the words to it. Mm-hmm. And I'd, for some reason, I was on Facebook or online or whatever. And I see this thing about um, Credence Clearwater Revival tribute band. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking just do it. And it was on the same day that um, Kobe our nephews had signed for South End. And the audition was in the studio just near Roots Hall. I, can't, I think it might have been Big Noise or something. Yeah, I not think too I know like it. Yeah. Sure. And. Um, yeah, I did it. I played that. And they were like, yeah, you're in the band. I was like, fucking hell, it's amazing. So then I had to learn all of the, the um, Credence Clearwater revival songs, which I now know there's approximately like 300 of them. Oh, yeah. And the trouble is like, every time we rehearsed, we found more and more and more. We'd get so excited about learning these new songs that we, well, I think we nailed maybe 10. They're actually all on YouTube. They're on my YouTube. We filmed every single rehearsal. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all on there.
1: It's funny. uh, so my daughter did uh, um, a, a local theatre uh Thameshire Theatre today she did like uh, an audition for um, Sound of Music Amazing. and I was just blown away by her balls yeah because you know like I, I've i like gone and played with bands a number of times and like uh, knowing that you know if you don't play well you, you ain't in the band yeah and like I've never not got in. No. But, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. All I've done is make it up. But I know that it requires, to do that, it requires fucking massive buttons yeah, yeah. And a lot of confidence. Mm. And I really respected it because it was kind of like, make it up, there's five people and you're a number and all of that. Yeah. And I, she, she was saying... Um, you know, other people they go, What have you been in before? And they're like, Aladdin, and da, da 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 and I'm working and I go to this dance school. And my daughter doesn't do any of that. She's just got like quite a, she's got a really nice uh kind of big holiday style. Oh, amazing, voice. I love Billy Holiday. And she sings in her own way, which uh, like, I'm like Yeah, yeah. that's a bit special me, yeah, yeah. You need to carry on with that. Yeah. Um but that's funny, yeah. So you um So once the guitars were out and you felt a bit more relaxed to play.
2: Well, weirdly, I always felt the constraints of other people's songs and the pressure to learn them exactly right. Yeah. Difficult. And then I got that, is it the DD7 pedal, the Boss pedal, which is, it's got like analogue. The delay. Yeah, delay. It's got like a hold mode, so it's like a loop pedal. It does loads of things. My mum... um, is Amazing, and she yeah, likes she buying things like that for me for Christmas because she knows I'll look after it and I'll keep it pretty much forever. Um, she bought me my um Digitech, the Whammy, she bought me that, she bought just bought me the Benz, the Fender one as well. Um,
1: yeah, that's nice, it's actually. lovely, it's really nice. You and, should bring that around here, actually. I wouldn't mind having a go that.
2: Well, think. yeah, I've got my my boards all made up now, it's kind of my oh, ultimate really? board, yeah, and I, I can bring it around, and it's only really the last. Or since Christmas, that literally the noises that makes, like, that's where. I need to be is just making those noises and not like it doesn't. I don't yeah, want it to trying. be, yeah. I don't want it to be, and so I don't want to have to remember it. I don't want so to, that's what I do. that bit. is
1: all I do, yeah. And that's, that's why all I love I do.
2: Like you're playing, that's why the other day when you're like, Oh, no, I'm not gonna play guitar and that, like, really pissed me off because like, I love all the noises you're making stuff like how
1: freeing it is. Like, I can't play, you know, you're saying about when you're trying to play other people's songs and it's really frustrating, mm. and now I just decided like. Pretty much, like when I started playing guitar, that I don't, I'm not fucking interested. No, in
2: it. I like the challenge of working it out and learning, but it's when the chords get super complicated. Yeah, it was
1: always too hard for me, and then I'm I stop really enjoying lazy. it.
2: And then that's I like I like to get the riff, and if I can learn the bit that drew me to the song in the first place, or I can learn enough chords for me to sing along to it,
1: then I'm happy.
2: It's funny the other
1: day, uh, like me and Jude. Uh, playing in the bath they weren't in the bath but they were playing boats or something and uh, they insisted on me being there but it was quite clear that I wasn't adding anything to the game because <laughs> <coughs> she's quite specific about how games should be played and that's autism for you yeah. uh, and uh, my daughter's favourite favourite song is wonderful amazing and uh, I have introduced her to Isis, and I do like Isis. yeah a me lot. too and uh and then I thought, while they're doing that, I I I've got like this really nice Gibson jazz guitar. It's it's, it's a really beautiful guitar. Like, I never fucking play it. And I they it up there, and I had it hanging in my stairwell, so I I got it down, and uh and I started playing it, and I was like, oh, is that wonderful? And then I just looked it up the course yeah. and I was like, Mia, Mia. I can play Wonderball. Come, let's have a sing. Ah, oh, And that's we had a so sing good. together, and it was really, really lovely.
2: Yeah, I can only f- play, like, the first couple of chords. It's one song that I never played all the way through.
1: It's just, uh, it's usually no bottom finger. Yeah, that's though.
2: it, yeah. But it's, like, I have songs that sometimes, uh, when I, there's songs that I hear, like, on the radio, and I'm like, I have to learn it. I want to be able to sing like that. There's loads of, like, Sam Smith, um... Khalid Like at the moment Like amazing voices Yeah And I sing in the car Kelly Not Khalis Khalid His name is from America He did American Dream And Saved I'll play you That song
1: Who's the uh, Guy at Reading this year Sam Capaldi is it Joe Capaldi? Or Louis Capaldi? Louis yeah. like, He's got an amazing voice. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like, he doesn't look like his voice, and I really no. love that about him. I
2: like how, mu- how much he has a laugh and joke uh, he, offline he, as well.
1: He, you know, he looks like Yoda, yeah. and, but like, his voice, he, he, all that matters is his voice. Yeah. It's like, fucking, it's really refreshing.
2: Yeah, that is. And people like Ed Sheeran and that as well. Yeah. They're like uh, cheerleaders for that. But, yeah, I would sort of hear stuff, and I want to learn the words to it, and I find myself like, That'll be my project. So I'll listen to the song over and over and over and over again until I learn it. Um, There's a song by... I always get his name wrong. I think it's Lewis Taylor or Ian Watson. Um, It's recommended by uh, Ricky from The Milk. And he's got an amazing voice. Oh hey, Ricky, yeah, yeah. So oh, I went to score with him. Yeah. Oh, did you? yeah, I went to score with all of them, yeah.
1: He's got a fucking amazing voice. Um, he's got but a yeah, spring staying about him and as well.
2: Yeah, I, I, I could tell that this is a song that he must love singing. He's got a proper soul voice. As soon as you start singing it, it you kind of like, almost sound like you wanna kinda of sound like that sort of thing. Yeah. And I set out to learn it on uh on guitar. And it's really fucking hard. Like I got through a little bit of it, but I lost like most of the chord. Now I wouldn't even know where to kind of start with it, and um, that pisses me off a bit. See,
1: I don't. I just avoid the pissed off and just go. I always, whenever I pick up the guitar, I'm trying to write a song. Yeah, basically, or I'm thinking about where it would fit in a song. Yeah, so like, I'm trying to write a riff. I think oh, that like, that could be the main bit and so where's the chorus going to go and uh, what riff would I do if I did a chorus and then when you, when you're playing a band like Jim will do something and I'll go I could see I that's the fucking thing knock it's that band in there. experience I could put that in there for me and I, I could go, oh I could, that chorus would work. All my music I've
2: made on the laptop. Yeah, yeah so I've never I've, done that. I've scaled it, everything else is done. I've done all the drums and everything else. And then the guitar I'll pick up afterwards and it'll just be like a little lick that I'll do or maybe like two or three chords. So when,
1: I, I tell you what I was thinking the other day uh, was I, I, I've i been listening to a couple of our episodes. I don't listen to them all the time because I kind of don't need to hear it because I've said it. And like sometimes, I just I want to hear myself say it again. Yeah. Uh, my wife listens to it, and she kind of fills me in on things, and that that, that, that works. But I do listen to it. And another day, I was listening. I was. It was. It was this week. I was uh, walking to the car park, and I listened to it. And then I listened to our our uh, the tune you did, and like, I just think what it's was? really like that. Oh, yeah. And And I, I just think it's really fucking good. And like, it was funny because when I first heard it, I just instantly went, "I don't like it, but it works." Yeah. And I was like, "No, I don't like it. There's loads of things I don't like about it, but it works." And and I was like, "It's not me, is it? It's not. It's not fucking me. It's not weird enough. It's not me." But then I was constantly came back to the idea that I, it just fucking works. Well, it's set out and that now, but like, I've gone. I've totally gone beyond that now. When I'm like. How the fuck do you do that?
2: The thing is, like, it come about because it, the idea was that we were going to do something together and I wanted us to book studio time where we could do it together. But I now know what we would have done is fucked about
1: and then the hour well, we would, would have, have gone. We would have just got lost in yeah. Fear. And so... We do occasionally in the room.
2: Yeah, which I love. It's pretty It is nice. But... I just wanted to have something down. So, if we did go yeah. and do that, we'd have something to play along. And you went, well, just do something and don't fuck around with it too much. So, I did the drums. I had the drums set up because I wanted like a good solid live uh, rock drum anyway. And I've got the um, native instruments machine, like a drum machine. And so I played all I that the I know the machine. Yeah. So, I played all the drums. Good bit. Yeah. And um, I had that. And then I found like a little lick on the guitar. And put that in and you said like don't clean it up or anything. So I was like, I've got my bass, I'd played the bass as well in. Oh
1: uh, see this is what I wanted to know. Yeah,
2: I played the bass in and then um
1: I Did was you like, do the wire with yeah,
2: the Yeah, So not with the wire pedal. Because no. you use
1: like the Cox Wire sound. Yeah, I was... Because you it's you, slower. Yeah. Like the wah is slower than- I was
2: scared to use my wire. I've got a vox wire. Yeah, I've um,
1: got a vox one. Because Have you I was a worried. One or a black one. Black one. Cheap one I was yeah, (laughs) yeah. you know, I'd pay the extra 15 quid And get the silver one I didn't know The the only
2: reason I ended up with mine Was because I told the guy in PMT That I was going to be In a Credence Clearwater Revival band I've got X amount of money And uh, he gave me a Boss Overdrive And a Vox pedal And he said Play around with MCA Get on Mate I cried When I put it on Overdrives tend to be the best The sound So good
1: Overdrives are normally the best
2: But then I had all that down And then We'd had the um weird noises we made in here originally we were just going to use them weren't we and i had intended to have them a lot louder and a lot more prominent through it i
1: kind of like it that they're just at the end though
2: yeah but i i kind of they were going to be the main part of all of it but again what you hear is just parts and it was the case the idea was that i was going to show you we we're going to change stuff and everything else um and then for some reason I put fucking trumpets in. I don't know why. I love trumpets. Yeah, I really. See, like Mon- I don't. Mark and it always
1: sounds a bit scar to me. Like we've got Ollie on in like a few weeks, yeah. and he's a scar man. And yeah. I'm gonna have to say, I oh, fucking, God, I can't be doing with scar. Ah, oh,
2: no, that's not gonna be awkward. But like, I'm like, I love oh. it. I really do.
1: But like, it really works. It really, really works. I think you did an amazing job. Yeah. As, but in fairness, Brad. Uh, you do an amazing job at most things. I've not seen you do a shit job at anything. Oh, you should come
2: come to work with me, mate. I Shut like up. But it's because like I I want it to be good, and I I know it can be good, and I know, like in my head, I've produced television programs and rock concerts and stuff like that since I was for as long as I can remember, and my dad. Was one, always one for like pulling stuff apart and working out how it worked and stuff like that. And I'd watch TV and think, oh, right, the camera's there, uh, doing this, that and microphone's do that up. With films. Yeah, constantly. And yeah, I've just, just always fun. done that. And then so when it comes to actually doing it, like I was lucky when I was a kid, when my mum and dad split up, we moved down to Bournemouth and um, we we've, we've volunteered in the Regent Centre in Christchurch, which is like a theatre, cinema in the evenings, theatre and stuff oh, like that. And um, we were kids. So our weekends, Dad would come and pick us up on like Friday after school. Pick at, you up from where? Uh, Basildon. Drive down to Bournemouth, Christchurch. So your
1: dad lived in Bournemouth, your yeah. mum lived in Basildon. Yeah,
2: Wickford, yeah. And then, so he'd pick us up after work, and we'd been at school, pick us up Friday night, and basically, <coughs> we'd have takeaway on a Friday. Saturday morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, we'd be up down the theatre doing a get-in oh, for really? whatever. And we basically lived at the theatre almost. We, had, we used to get free dinner Uh, at the pub nearby because we were volunteers there and um, yeah I'd meet all these people and I'd do sound and lighting for people I'd met like Chris Packham China Crisis Paul Daniels I did sound and lighting because it was a Sunday and it was only me and this other guy there for the um, original Glenn Miller Orchestra there's only like three of them left oh really but yeah it's quite funny how old were you then I was trying to work this out because I had to write on a CV for a job that I didn't get the other day but it's between like the ages of ten and fifteen, sixteen.
1: So quite a long time. Yeah, a long it? time.
2: Yeah, I had like friends there. I yeah, it's like the best time ever. And like, I just yeah, I had my little belt with my spanner on and stuff like that. And oh, so Sundays, cool. like sometimes, like because I had a grand piano there. I'd just go down with my mate Martin, we'd have a couple of beers out the bar. There'd be no one else there, and I'd just play piano like all through the night. It's fucking great. And cinema, like obviously, we watch all the latest films when they come in. It was, yeah, it was still on real when I first went So there. it was a
1: cinema as
2: well? Yeah, it was like one of those places, it's sort of Art Deco. So it was a, a lovely old art Original cinema, and then it was a bingo hall, and then someone, they were going to knock it down. And then someone got hold of it, and they were like, "No, we're going to have redo it." And it's a theater, and then the cinema. Like we used to, we used to have to fit the speakers because they're on the, on the stage, and then bring the screen down. And then we had like five point one around that was separate from the main
1: desk. So you like volunteered there for like yeah. five years. Yeah, it's really cool. It's so good. So is that how you got into that? Was your introdu- introduction to doing like, music and production? Yeah,
2: I think so. Like I'd always done bits at school because um, dad had keyboards and I remember like this guy come into school and he had like loads of midi drums set up to keyboards and he was like playing the drums and he was playing chords from the keyboards. And i run home and tell, tell my dad and I was like, he's controlling like things with other things. Like, How is he doing that? <laughs> yeah. Dad's like, that's midi. Yeah, He said, like, it's hard as fuck but let's work it out. And I was like, all right, we'll give it a go. And we were sitting there like programming everything. I think we managed to get like like we could start and stop from my drum machine to his keyboard but that blew my fucking mind I was like this is it midi
1: just syncs everything up and now you just get most machines have a sync yeah it's like a time clock yeah I do it with like John yeah and I just go he keeps trying to get me like if I bring something that's got a midi out it's like oh let's fuck around a midi I'm like uh, nah.
2: Yeah, because the Digitech, the Whammy's got a MIDI out. Yeah. And I've wondered like, whether, because Jack White uses it. You no, know, if you
1: is. use it like, at the end of the chain, you can uh, MIDI out everything. Yeah. And then you can sync it. Um, I don't like doing that, though. No. Nah. It's not live, is it? No. Nah. I, I want to be playing in the moment yeah. at that point.
2: I suppose it like if it keeps reverb in time and stuff like that, then it can be helpful. But like for me, it was just the thought of being able to do... Two, three, four, five, ten things at once, yeah, and then to start making records and stuff. So then I basically got any bit of electrical kit I could and put it in our spare room and started to make a studio. And I, we had me and I had a keyboard stand because my dad had a keyboard stand, so we had I had one keyboard higher than the other, so it was like double keyboards up, and it none of it really worked. And sometimes well, they like
1: good keyboards, no, uh, like, like, Yamaha harvest. out of
2: Argos sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, Dad's one was all right. Mine was not as good, but yeah, I like to find little beats on them and try and sort of put them together and stuff like that. Nothing was kind of connected, and that it was all. To be fair, pretty pretend, but for me, it was a chance to still be playing and keep playing all the time. Yeah, and then yeah, just went from there. Really, like at school, they had like a really good um, music department. It was good before I got there, and then it, it slowly sort of declined. People had picked out all the sound insulation from the walls and that but I had a drum kit in one room I had a little recording studio but no one knew how to use it and I would just like find myself just in there just messing around and pulling stuff apart and trying to get stuff working and stuff like that and anytime I could I'd just go in and play the drums and just straight. like people would be playing football at lunch I'd just be in there fucking
1: you play drums as well
2: yeah fucking... not very well but um yeah and then have I... you got a kit no, I've got bits in the loft bits oh, and yeah, I haven't got a full it, kit. No, I wish I did have.
1: And do you know what? When I'm like I keep thinking I'd like Jude to play drum.
2: Yeah, I'd love Buddy to play drums.
1: Just because uh there's um like there's a uniformity to drumming. Yeah. And there's uh like you can make sense of it. Uh, and it doesn't need to be it is expressive of course, but yeah. uh like, you know, uh like within rhythms. Yeah, the expression like, oh, the volume
2: happens. or the yeah. hardness or whatever. You can be like really hit really hard guitar. but still slow. Yeah, to a degree. But I've, when, I, when I'm stressed, the first thing I think about is going and finding a drum kit and smashing the shit out of it. And I, it frustrates me that I can't. And it's probably good that I can't because that would be a really expensive way of getting rid of my stress.
1: Well, so, uh, we could. All, we could. All, I'll tell you what, one day we could go to the studio and I like, all you really need is snare and st- cymbals, mm. which is probably what you haven't got, isn't it? No, you yeah, probably no. Go I've got like like a, the a odd couple sticks. of the bass Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you... It's funny, because we completely bypassed what we were probably working. Yeah, we've gone on about. a right tangent, haven't we? But And actually, I kind of quite like the tangent, to be honest. It's all
2: right. Like, I got into, like, dance music. I think I've covered that before. Purely because I could work out how to use the laptop, and yeah, it just went from there. But I found like it was all too digital, and I went back like a lot of people to working out ways of being able to still use my hands and my fingers, but then put it down on a laptop and I can edit it afterwards and stuff like that, which is what I've been doing ever since.
1: So what is like uh, like when you see someone like Liam Howlett from the prodigy? And I always figure he's got, like, you know, like, everything's pads now, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, a pad's a trigger. Yeah. So everything is probably pretty much like, right, this song, computer, this song. Yeah. Which then makes that pad do that, that pad do that, so then he can do it live. Yeah,
2: you'll probably find they're still pressing play behind the scenes, but... It's the same as if it's recorded in the studio, but a lot of tracks are muted out um, and you can kind of play along with it. But yeah, that pad is then whatever instrument is selected on that channel. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Otherwise you'd have to go through every pad and change the setting, the sound of everything kind of thing. So that's where like MIDI well, it's kind of like MIDI over USB and Firewire now. That's where it is good because it's kind of like, you're still getting that live feel and it's, but you're still getting, you're still hearing the song as you would have heard it on the radio kind of thing as well. So uh, I'm me me and John and fuck
1: around with that for hours one Sunday. Amazing. Month. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's like, oh, I've unwired everything. We're going to use the other mixer today. I'm like, you've unwired everything. <laughs> so basically, you're going to fuck around for an hour. Yeah. I'm going into your mixer so you'll just turn me down. Yeah. And I'll just be playing like an unplugged in guitar and I'll get really <laughs> bored. Very, very boring really. But I don't it's mind all creative. Like, i because we trying to move
2: along. I see it all as part of the creative process. And I think nowadays, like
1: creative.
2: like I can do the same as what I do on my laptop within reason on an iPad and on my phone. Like the amount of times I sit on the train, I'll just make beats and songs on my phone and then get back to the laptop and it it's not far off what i come up with on the phone. Like, it's incredible what we can do with technology. There's almost like no excuse. Like everyone can give it a go. And no,
1: it's true. And you, know, you kind of see like the big guitar companies trying to kind of release products that are... Still, guitar-y yeah, but using the new technology.
2: Yeah, I've got like the iRig and stuff like that. and It's got yeah, like, I've all got the iRig. Marshall synths, like all the Marshall synth- yeah, synths and stuff. Right, Yeah, I like like for sitting there. I with your don't headphones. like
1: uh, like the guitar sounds on like garbage bands, particularly.
2: Some of them, all like, right. If you mess around with the pedals, they just
1: have loads of fucking gate on them. Yeah, like to try and take. Uh, it's like the squeals out. And I'm yeah, like, they oh, try and I keep
2: it, it a little bit work. too clean. But the, the trouble is, they have to adhere to European hearing regulations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, if you've got an old iPad, uh, an old iPhone, and listen to songs really loud, but a new phone, like the volume's a lot lower. It's mm-hmm. because of the European standards on hearing. So this, it goes into their um, products as well. Whereas Logic, which is basically an expanded version of GarageBand, you can turn everything right up, kind of thing. Um, Garage bands a little bit more kind
1: of oh, yeah. PC The cable's trying to teach us how to use Logic Oh cool He writes Logic's really good
2: It's what we use to record our podcast um, on mate mm.
1: Apart from if you're going synth heavy Yeah Is it Ableton?
2: Yeah um, Ableton Live Pro Tools is like the ultimate one really but I like Logic It's I've it's what I've always used, really, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the cable's going, like, right into logic. Yeah. and go, right, you can do this, you could do that, and merge on and just go, we can't do what you're all doing. <laughs> like, so we're just going to switch off.
2: That's a nice thing. Like potentially now, with the interface that we're recording this podcast on, like we can, make, I could make a whole album in this room. We locked us in. Yeah, every I really of want to
1: record, uh, do a few songs, and like make videos for them, and then we are like, go and put them out for fun. Yeah, because I, I know it requires time.
2: That's the trouble is having the time to do it all, mm. and that's uh, I'm kind of tortured because I'm, I'm lucky because the time that I haven't got is because I'm well unlucky because i'm mostly at work the other time obviously i'm with my kids and my family which i love um it's just a shame that anything like this does kind of approach on their time and not on work time but as you know i'm trying to sort of switch that up and change it it's
1: weird because my nowadays i've got much more time Mm. and i I get frustrated because i'm like i could be doing things but i don't know how to do them yeah so it kind of it's like the kind of reverse for me yeah, it's very difficult. What, because like, the kids are older, just kind yeah, yeah, of settled so in work? Yeah, it's just a bit easier, but then I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do it. Mm. It's almost like, yeah, I would do editing and I do things like that and get get the films to Boston, but I'm like, I don't know how to. Yeah. And it, it, it's frustrating as it hell. It is a
2: bit of a ball lake,
1: but it's,
2: it's good because it's what we're doing and that's why I like it.
1: Well, it is all good. I do feel like we have a... It feels like something bigger than us. Yeah, it does. And that feels good. And we've had a nice response. Yeah. So, um, uh, whoa. I, I just felt like saying hello to Boston again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, our last episode, uh, we had my friend Darren Garwood on and it was really, really, uh, Inspirational, but really, really kind of like, uh, like heart wrenching and, yeah. and difficult. Like he wasn't difficult; he was absolutely he's lovely. lovely. Isn't he? He, uh, and you lovely. know that like, when you, when, when he got it, and he went, "I, oh, he's nervous." Yeah, and like, I do think he was a bit nervous. Yeah, um, but Darren's always, always come across as a bit nervous, right? And like, it's just because I know him so yeah, well. Uh, but um, he kind of told us the story of. His life with his kid, and how how painful and difficult that is, and um, it it just makes you really put things into perspective. Totally. And I I think is when, when I hear things like that, I feel really humbled, but I also kind of think like I feel really lucky to be able to hear it. yes, yeah. And I also think. Uh, I, if I was lucky enough to hear it, I should be good enough to, um, to get something from it. Yeah, I got so, loads from it. So, you know, like, you just think, no, that's no, true, my life's better. Mm. And as much as I do believe that all of our problems are relative, but when you hear someone who's going through much, much bigger problems and really, really awful things, like, I just think... I can't sit there and hear it and not not kind of take action on it. Yeah. Like it would be disrespectful for me to hear someone be so honest and then go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, you know, oh, poor me. Yeah, that's a nice story. Like, yeah. No, I'm like yeah, – You know, um, I'm having a hard time as well. I'm pumped by it. I'm inspired. It just makes you think, oh, fuck it, man. Yeah. Like – I can, if I can, if he can raise above that, I can raise above whatever the fuck I'm doing. Totally, totally that. And it's, yeah, it does, it lifts you up. And um, Darren was really positive, wasn't he? He He was amazingly positive. Even
2: things like, like when the kids are naughty and stuff, and you think, oh, you're this and you're that. And you think, like, I'm privileged to the fact that. But he has just jumped off the set or whatever, and like just like we were saying, the smiles and stuff you take for granted, yeah it's just like it shifts your perspective so much, it's incredible, it
1: really is, I know, and it for me like um I just feel like through the podcast, it'd be really nice uh to be able to give people something, yeah. So, all right, sometimes we we are sitting here and we're moaning about our fucking lives and our own shit. Yeah. But even though, even if we're doing that, the idea is that other people might hear it and go, well, yeah, I have that as well. And, like, they're they're still, like, being productive. I can be productive. I can do something. Yeah. And it's really frustrating. I was talking to my mate, uh, Mark, at work, and he was saying, one of his friends has been struggling with anxiety for years, and um, and he's it, always goes to talk to him, and he he won't like so many people have turned their back on him now because it's just frustrating, mm. and that's understandable. And he's really frustrated, but he tends to like leave the room and feel awful about it. Wow. And I'm like, and it, like uh, kind of what I was saying to Darren is that you don't need to feel bad about that. No you've done something, you've made an effort, that person essentially is going to have to do it for themselves. Mm. But at least you've given it a go, you know? Yeah. And you don't need to walk away with all of that, uh, walk away with the emotions as well. No. You know, like, you're doing a good thing, you've made it, an like, effort.
2: It, it ain't even got to be, like, a big thing. Like, on the tubes now, more and more, I've noticed um, people get on And they stand in the middle and they say, oh, really sorry to disturb you. Um, Going through a tough time at the moment. I'm currently homeless. I'm looking for some money um, just so I can get something to eat later on and possibly find somewhere to stay. Um, And that's happened like on most of my journeys this week. And no one looks at them when they're talking. They all look down, they all look at their phones or they all look up at the carriage. And uh, each time I've made an effort to look at them in the eyes I'm not saying I'm any kind of hero because I was aware <coughs> that there was a couple of times when I thought oh like I, um maybe I should like not say anything like, I'm, I'm, I haven't got any change so I, I'm worried about what to say and I was like I'm just gonna say I'm really sorry I haven't got any change yeah, like stay safe or whatever and but just
1: acknowledge that the woman was being.
2: like she like mouth thank you and like I was probably like one of only like 40 people who would just give her like it was a bit of eye contact and a smile, and that's all like that was enough for us. And I obviously wasn't, but like it was more than those other 50 odd people had done. Yeah, and you it was, just don't it need to be free. a wanker
1: about it. No, you just don't need to be a wanker about it. You can just go, oh, I'm sorry,
2: it's human decency, it's just say, just like, stay, stay safe later. Yeah.
1: Like, I haven't got any change, mate. No,
2: I once. Do you want a fag? Yeah, I'll give him I'll give him some mints. I've got roll-ups. Do you want f I'll give a, I'll give some one of them uh, someone some mints and uh, I was like uh, a bit, uh, this is all I've got. Do you want these? Do you want a bit? he's like, Yeah, totally. I'll give them the whole pack. It's like, you know, it's
1: nothing. It's, like- it's funny because uh, like I always have mints on me. Yeah, I do. And like, quite often like I'll get in a cab and I'll like get an Uber or something, I'll be on my own. And then I like, I'm sitting doing nothing, so I want a mint do you want a mint, mate? And I just think, do I look like a cunt just saying, do you want a mint, then? I think, no, bollocks. No. Like, like, you can overthink everything. Yeah, totally. You know what I'm saying about that? It's just about,
2: common like, human decency.
1: You start thinking, oh, oh, they'll think this and they'll do that, so I just won't do anything. Yeah. All right, just don't overthink it. You know what you were saying about like, doing like, the theme tune? And I was going to stand think it.
2: No, I've got a tendency to overthink it. Let's just
1: stuff. do it. Like when we did the mouth and mailing this bit, I thought I just went, right, we were talking about it, and I said, right, like, do it. Yeah, I was all nervous and weird. It's so, like, no, no, let's just do it. Mm. let fucking do it. Stop thinking, start doing. So uh, I don't know. Do you
2: reckon people notice that I say cunts in. Um, at the end of that.
1: No, no, I don't think they do. If I can't like out.
2: that I left it in there.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah, if you
2: watch the video at the beginning of this, I shouldn't say it because Boston would be like,
1: oh, you got to take that out. No, they never say it. They never tell us to do anything.
2: <laughs> no, but you can't hear it. But we go, this is the mouth of man, no, I this podcast.
1: No, you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you spend too much time hardcore listening. <laughs> yeah, probably. Although they, they don't swear that much do they it's because I'm not there
2: that's the longest silence we've had
1: it is it is
2: we were talking to Darren about your band and you playing the other week do you still play with them regularly
1: yeah no we still rehearse Uh Oh, well, at least once a month. I'm seeing Jim on Friday. I still see Jim quite a bit. I love Jim. Oh yeah, Jim's been really supportive. Actually, it's quite well. It's quite funny because uh, uh, I remember like when I had a bit of a meltdown. I put a post on about uh, about mental health and Jim. I think Jim was just frustrated about everything, and he didn't put a very nice post back. Um, but actually, he's been really lovely. Most of the time, yeah, Most yeah.
2: People the- have good and bad days, don't
1: they? Yeah, yeah, they do. It's funny. So, um, I've uh, I I've been in touch with a uh, hair clinic.
2: Oh yeah, what's so, so the, the other day
1: I announced on Facebook that um, like to think twice about a papilla.
2: This is after like ten weeks of convincing even me. Yeah. <laughs> to, um, to say, right, take this stuff.
1: No, it's so true. It makes your hair like, look I just felt really bad about it because I thought, oh, I found out, oh, fuck, it's not the answer. And um, so I rang up that Harley Street, Harley uh, Street hair clinic thing. And um, basically uh, they were like, yeah, this is really fucking good, isn't it? I was like, yeah, it is. But I can't have it anymore because I'm a depressive cunt and it's making me worse, which I, I do believe. So I do feel uh, it's funny because like, I've got this real massive feeling of positivity now that I can uh, I can beat That's depression amazing. a bit.
2: That's so cool.
1: So I kind of feel a bit reborn, and I've had this I've had a really good week as a result of it. Mm. And then um, so I, I sent them pictures of my baldness, and uh, they went, "Are oh, you not bald enough?" Like for a hair transplant. Brilliant. So um, what I'm gonna have now is what they do. They um, and take blood out of your arm and then they uh, spin it in machines and it separates the blood from like, the platelets and the plasma. Yeah. And then they separate it again and they get just the stuff that makes your hair better and then inject it into your head. Um, And it's 400 quid. Wow. Yeah. I'm kind of. I'm a bit I mean you have to get it done twice a year. And I was looking online about it and women uh, a lot of women get it done to um sort out their complexions and um um Kim Kardashian had it done when I first say in Kim blood. Kim Young or whatever his name is. So then I was like, Oh fuck. I'm having something really fashionable done. But it's weird that- because it's like uh, they're like, Oh yeah, get it done, it's really good. And then at the same time, you look into it and it's like, oh, it's really new. Yeah. Like, is it going to work or not? But I'm, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. I'm gonna that,
2: do it. I don't know. Like, obviously the process isn't natural, but like the fact that you're putting something from yourself inside yourself <laughs> again, <laughs> yeah. like, I think that seems all right. I think that sounds a lot better than like a lot of other things. Yeah, well, I just figure,
1: fuck it, I'm going to do it.
2: Where are you worried about, anyway? Because you're not actually bald.
1: No, I know, but no, I'm really, I have really thin hair. If I haven't got, if I'm, I had tablets, my hair would be really thin. You
2: know? Oh, what, is it like more like receding? So kind of I've
1: it? got like a circle. Oh,
2: right. yeah, I've got that, yeah.
1: So uh, if my hair's um, really thin, that circle, like it looks really thin. Mm. and Basically, they were saying, oh, yeah, this will sort of, out of thinness. It's fine. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking
2: do that. Then. Yeah. Do that. that sounds all right. Yeah. Better than that thing you were saying about where they like
1: get hair like from wherever they plug the it back of your head and they, then they uh, put it on your front of your head. Yeah. But it's permanent. So I was like, oh, that would be more. Like that would be a bit harsh. It sounds fucking gruesome. And it'd be hard work and gruesome, but at least it's just once. Yeah, I guess. It's so. Like having of injections in your head. For for loads of injections in my head.
2: Mm. Or just don't do anything at all.
1: No, I'm not going to do nothing at all. Take action on everything, brothers. Yeah, I guess so. Always. Yeah. Because basically, if you sit back on it, I'll feel fucking miserable about it, and then I'll get miserable again. Yeah. And at the moment, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, it's true. I'm feeling pretty fucking chipper. You look chipper, mate. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good at the moment. That's good. I have, I've been... Singing songs to myself and everything. I've started doing that again. It's magic, isn't it? You're getting better. Yeah. You are. You said today you felt better than you had for a while.
2: Yeah. So this would be... this two weeks today. Since I um, tried, that's about right. Tried to kill loads of people on a train. Takes
1: a couple of weeks for it, for your pills to really work.
2: And Tomorrow I've got the appointment with the doctors to see how I'm getting on with it. Tomorrow yep. morning, first thing.
1: And you're thinking about saying I'll have a bit more of that. Please.
2: Yeah, I think I'll have a little bit more. I think. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, I uh, I think I've begun to realise that I've kind of felt this way for a lot longer. Like I haven't. Felt good for a long time, longer than I thought, if that makes sense.
1: I was talking, like, I work with one other guy, and obviously, those are other teenagers. And the one other guy I work with, Mark, I get on really well with. And he was saying that once he started to feel better, he was like, This has been going a lot longer than yeah, I realised. Totally, since school. Yeah. And mm. he, he was exactly the same. Yeah. He was like, oh, I can remember things with like, my mum and shit yep. like that. And like, so now when he talks about it, I'm like, well, that sounds similar to when you were, uh, like, that's an issue, but that sounds really similar to the issue you have with your mum. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm under no uh, illusion that it probably goes back to like mum and dad splitting up and stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And that's why I'm looking for, Like I've had the counseling confirmed on primary care, counseling, and everything else. So. How
1: old were you when they split up? Uh,
2: my brain has kind of got rid of all the facts because it was only when I was trying to work out, like I said, the theatre thing the other but day. Roughly. So Somewhere you must between. Have been around 10 or 11. Yeah, about 9, 10, 11, something like that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't remember it being that harrowing. Yeah, We've got double holidays, which was nice, and two Christmases. So, yeah, but a you have to think this. about
1: uh, at 10 or 11, like you're you're hitting puberty. Mm. So, basically, even if you didn't recognize it, it's amplified. Yeah. Just by the bare fact that you're going through so many changes. Oh, I'm
2: under no illusion that it's had a lot. Of, it's a, it's had a profound effect on all sorts of things that I'm probably not even aware about. And I'm looking forward to unpicking it, to be honest, because I've processed a lot of it in my own way. Uh, And I did a bit of um, drugs and alcohol counselling at Oasis in Farrak for a little while. Not Oasis, Mind. No, it was Oasis.
1: Yeah, Oasis used to be uh, the adult... Um, uh, so they had that in Southend as well. Oh, in right. six Like the adult, uh, like where well, you went if you had drop.
2: Mm. But I had like a, some amazing breakthroughs in just the short. Was it six sessions or whatever it is? I think it is CBT. Yeah. Uh, six or twelve. Six.
1: I think this is CBT. CBT is very much uh, it's solution focused. Uh, very much on right. Okay. So that's a problem, we do this and this and this.
2: Well, it was, the, the re, it was a res, re, resolution to drinks and alcohol, but I kind of tricked them and told them I was drinking and smoking a lot more than I was because I knew I wanted to talk about all of this other stuff uh, and I couldn't afford the counselling. That
1: don't work then? No. Because they'll say, right, you're not ready for counselling. Yeah. <laughs> because you're off your face too much.
2: Yeah. But what, Is that what happened? No, well, no. I mean, we come to the end of like the six kind of sessions, but I had loads of little breakthroughs in that time. Like, uh, Laura, her name was, and she was just like, just so cool and chilled out and just let me talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. Obviously, there's no direction. I'm saying this for people who might not have had counselling before there's no direction. They haven't got all the answers you've got. All Some the counselling,
1: they won't direct you at all. No.
2: You literally just talk, and that—that's important. I always
1: find that a bit weird. I think, but I, I want a little bit. It's yeah. Like you said this last week, just to refer back. Let's talk about that—that that kind of thing. But
2: sometimes just having the space for an hour to talk, where some, where sometimes you don't always get an opportunity, is just as important and can be as. So what kind of things
1: did you talk about? Did you talk about?
2: I had some amazing breakthroughs, like. Um, the always wanting to impress people and um, do the right thing and stuff
1: like uh, that. Yeah. And it come back to that, your mum.
2: Yeah. It come back and it was like, um, I think it was to do with, I don't know whether I was trying to get signed at the time. I was trying to do something at the time and I was like, oh, I just want to do this and that. And like I want um, my mum to be there and I want to do this or whatever. And it wasn't as there was something going on and, she literally turned around and she just went why are you trying to impress your mum? And my whole world just went
1: oh fucking hell. Like, it's fucking weird isn't it? Yeah.
2: I was like I don't know and that sounds harsh like to my mum if you're listening like you know I love you to bits and it, it wasn't anything that you were doing wrong no, no. and it's not like I was no, trying to impress no, you for just some what was other going reason, on in your mind. but it was only when it was like actualized and someone said, "Oh, you're, like you're doing this because this and this because that," I was like, "Oh, fucking hell!" And it was like quite freeing because I, I was like, "I should be doing stuff myself."
1: But also, you think if you were doing music and things, like you probably weren't just trying to impress your mum; you probably
2: all the music I all made your dad as well yeah all like, the if music your dad,
1: if your dad had that background I'm really jealous your dad had a musical background I, I'd fucking love that in my do family. you know what
2: it's such a shame obviously he's not with us anymore uh, and I went to meet his brother who I'd only met a few times he only lives in South London Ferries it's like one like road away yeah, from I where, went where there, I live. Yeah, I went there last week um, <laughs> it's crazy but like we went there and it was just after dad died and like obviously he was digging out photos and stuff like that. And I was so nervous, like I drunk like, I don't normally drink Stella and they just add Stella there. Maybe they thought, oh, Brad's coming from Wickford, like let's just get him like Chavi lager or whatever. Because they seem a lot more like One of my favorite, wine ones. drinkers, but I'm not into Stella at all. And uh, yeah, I had like seven of them. And I, I can't remember the stories that they were telling me about my dad. It makes me really sad. But Kate can. Like Kate's got an amazing memory to my detriment most of the time. Um, and yeah, I, there's, I kind of remember, I think they were in a band together, him and his brother. And there's like a couple of pictures of them playing together. And there's tapes somewhere somewhere of my dad playing with him and his mate, I think it's Steve or Chris or something like that, of them just drunk, like just getting together with a tape machine and just playing and stuff like that. And I just, I remember thinking that's the, just the coolest thing ever. Like I just, <clears> if <throat> I so can just do take that. So you remember? Yeah. Bit, you do remember?
1: Yeah. I think you don't remember because you think it's
2: going to hurt. Probably. And that's part of what I'm going to be um, picking and But you processing. kind of do
1: remember things.
2: Yeah, I remember bits, if I try hard enough.
1: Yeah, you do remember stuff.
2: Yeah, I can picture, like, I can. I remember, like, the colour of the carpet. that had a TV cabinet still, which no one seems to have anymore. I can remember, like, the lamp. I can remember, <clears throat> like, my uncle and my auntie. I remember Kate being there. I just don't really remember what we spoke about, which is the most important thing.
1: No, it's not. The most important thing is how you felt at the time.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Which disappoints me that I was drunk.
1: So uh, normally, um, so our memories work in a way that they, they hang on to things. yeah, so some of us are visual, I'm visual as shit. So yeah. basically, I have quite a good memory of a lot of things because um, I, I can visualize something from the time, yeah, and then that will bring all the memories back. Yeah. Um, but my memory's not always good, uh, especially if something's difficult. It's sounds difficult. My memory's not particularly good, so in a circumstance like that, when when you might it might supposedly be oh this is lovely, but actually you've got like kind of unresolved anger about things. Mm. Um, then yeah, your memory don't remember it so well because uh, it's it's trying to expel the horrible memory, yeah. the, ho- the horrible intonations of the memory. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I which think... might be the case. It, can I just, i make a confession to you. Um, I recently, uh, I recently was looking at, uh, I looked on your Facebook page. Yeah. And I, I looked at um, some of your older pictures. Oh yeah, they're great. Just because I was like, oh, what do you look like? Because I'm like, you know, I feel like I know Brad is like a family member, but yeah. I actually don't know you as well as maybe I think I do. No. And uh so I was looking for your Facebook stuff. Yeah. And uh the my, my overwhelming feeling was uh was uh, there was two. One of them's lovely, one of them's funny. Yeah. So one of them was uh that uh I look at pictures I could see pictures of you and Kate. Yeah. And it was clearly before you had children. Yes. And you'd done lots of fun things. We
2: looked young and healthy and carefree.
1: No, you looked a lot more than that. It looked... It it really... It really... You both looked really lovely together. Yeah, thank you. And you could see there was was pictures when you were at a wedding or something. And you could see that you... uh, Either of you had each other in your eye. Yeah. You know, like, it was really, really lovely. And there was moments when you could see her looking really proud to be with you. Ah. Oh. And uh and uh, so I thought that was really lovely. That
2: is lovely. That's worn off
1: now, but thank you. No, but it was really sweet. And she looked really good with short hair.
2: Yeah, no, right. Which is really she doesn't believe to me. Pull off.
1: No, she looks amazing. Really difficult to pull off. She looks
2: amazing and she doesn't. She does believe look.
1: Me. Uh she had that kind of um Kind of rocky still but still classic. No, it was more uh it was more of a sixties style. Yeah. Uh yeah, it looked good. Yeah, so, yeah she pulled it you know, off, um, which is quite rare. Do you know Jeff Ginsburg? Uh I yeah, I know his sister. I went to school with her, I don't know Jeff Jeff Ginsburg cut
2: her hair like that. Oh really? He was working for the girl from Hollyoaks. Uh she had a hair salon up in Oxford Street or something. And um, he'd always have, like, training days. It's just
1: days. basically a pixie cut.
2: Yeah, I think so, yeah. But with a
1: slightly longer thing. Yeah. See, I am the most... Female man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: No, but I love hair. Like I know I always yeah, noticed, that. No, I noticed. The second that. I noticed she had that she like, cut, I was on. I was in yeah, bits. So I was really like, good. You look fucking amazing. And like those photos of her, like I think we went on holiday somewhere. Yeah, she does look really Around nice. that time we were just taking loads and loads of photos of each other, and yeah, she looks she looks she looks she beautiful.
1: still now. looks nice now though, because I uh when you put those pictures up of um everyone in t-shirts, and I thought she looked nice. Yeah, she's beautiful, my yeah, wife. I'm really lucky, nice. very, very lucky. Yeah so yeah, the, and then the other thing that I noticed from looking at the pictures, my brain's now scrolling
2: through loads of images. I'm not ashamed of any of my faces. Was uh,
1: um, was just that like you were trying to look like in a lot of the pictures. You were desperately trying to look cool. Oh but yeah, failing badly. Yeah, and it, it's really funny because, uh, <laughs> um, like, and I did exactly the same thing, and then when I look at the pictures that we've done together, yeah, I'm like. All the best things about you are not that. It's like I just like you just look really fucking I think in the photos that we've done together I'm like Brad looks really fucking cool. And like and it's just it's almost that you're not trying. I don't feel cool. No, but you do look pretty cool. Oh that's like the beard looks really nice. Yeah, but that's like pretend and like you look kinda like Uh, It just kind of look like I don't give a shit I am who I am I think yeah and uh, and that really comes through
2: yeah that makes sense I've got I am a bit I've stopped giving a shit a lot more especially in like the hair and beard and stuff like that i must
1: admit no i just think you look it's cooler just easier for it. so maybe you should uh, it goes back to my biggest <laughs> bit of advice ever is stop fucking worrying and, yeah and just you are it, right. Like, stop giving the shit and stop because worrying I'm, about the details the, the, the irony details.
2: is the photos i thought you were going to talk about were the ones of me in a dress in Ibiza, where fun ketamine brad was uh, was around um or the ones with me in a dress on my stag do There's some really embarrassing ones if you go all the way back. I'm not embarrassed of them. I had a great time, but um, that was like false confidence, and now it's kind of like I feel like I would do that stuff anyway, but I I could seriously do that without having a drink. And it's it is. I I do think it comes with age and. Once you've had kids and you've got an amazing wife, you haven't really got too much else to prove. I'm not too worried about looking silly It's anyway.
1: quite nice, isn't it?
2: It's liberating. It, it is. It's liberating. I feel like it's a little gift don't given feel like, back don't, wouldn't you. Wouldn't
1: know? you like to just go back? Like I work with teenagers and I quite often just tell them, like you don't need to worry
2: about it. 100%. If I could just go like back...
1: You really don't need to fucking worry. And just say, look, people
2: are always going to say, like, don't worry, there's songs about it. Don't Someone's worry, always going to make
1: you feel bad.
2: But t- seriously just fucking do it because it, it it I I still wouldn't have listened even though I thought I didn't care at the time I thought I was all carefree and everything and I remember no I had, no no I had this job and I um I was looking after like two teams that were working together and um I thought I was like carefree and positive and everything else and then we were chatting away in the tea room or whatever and someone said oh well you're um quite negative aren't you and I was like no, am I? And the other bloke was like, "Yeah, yeah, you are quite negative." I was like, "Fucking hell, am I?" And it was,
1: all- I, I, you know what? Though that was kind of what I was trying to tell you on the text about work. Yeah, just like don't once you get into that trap, like you're there, yeah, and then all and that like, work is like unavoidable. And at work, you have to go to work. I am, and it's up to, and it, and that goes back to the adage of, it's up to you. Yeah.
2: And I, you've got to be there it still feels like I have to kind of play that role and like I am a bit negative at work but then I kind of have to be because it's fault finding and you have to go and have these meetings and, and everything else and you, there, you kind of have to I, have, I find myself having to play that role but ironically the last two weeks I've literally walked into the room and said, I don't give a fuck now what's yeah. happened. Like, and this week I've been threatened with just go, court solutions. cases and stuff like this. I've had probably the worst week this week than I've had the whole time. But I've literally gone, right, that's fair enough. You want to say that, you take that or fucking put it in an email or it doesn't mean anything. I've had the confidence to actually start standing up for myself. Don't care. It's fucking magic. Like It is like a superpower. And just strutting around almost like arrogantly Going, yeah, whatever. Just fucking say what you want. Cause it, like, I've lost all interest in everything. But
1: what's now. really powerful about that is that other people then, when they, <coughs> they won't bother to come to you for an argument. No, because you're like, I, I don't fucking care. Yeah, it's got no weight. I find out work people are like they don't bother to like. You know, I, I might overstep the mark somewhere, but they just don't bother to fucking say anything because I'm like, well, I, I know the secret to life. Yeah, and the secret to life is not work. No, the secret to life is you earn the money to pay the bills. Yeah, and you make an effort, but you know you try. Yeah, try your artist, but you just don't get emotionally attached to it no. in that way. And uh, that's what i was saying. It's like you have to go to work. Yeah, we have to go. We I, have to I work love jobs. working. We have got children. I, I do. And I, we're not lazy. With it's not like we don't give a fuck. No. But, um, you can shift the focus on how much emotion you give it.
2: yeah, I've always given everything like a lot of emotion, and even when like we' at the, we had studios, I've had studios where I've lived in, I've had studios where I've had to go to work in and like my first lot of what I would consider work, even though nine times out of ten I wasn't even being paid for it, but I was still treating it like work, so I'd be at the studio for half six in the morning. I'd make everyone else breakfast before they got there. Like I would literally treat it like a job, even though we were looking back, it was we we're just making silly little records. But for me at the time, this was it. I'm I'm gonna put everything I can it into this. It takes the
1: fun out of it though, like, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. But while everyone else was having fun, I was the one pressing record and recording it all. Because if we kept having fun, nothing would have got done. Yeah. And I think I've had a whole lifetime of doing that. And now I'm kind of at the stage where it's like, like even with this, like there's a couple of times on the one that we just recorded, it stopped recording. It's done it twice. It's done it the last few times. Oh, really? Yeah. But I can cut it together. I'll make it work. And no one's going to notice. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's good. Don't... I mean, it matters a little bit more on Darren's one because it was right in the middle of the most heartfelt bit of the story that he said in the whole thing. But I'll be able to cut it together. I'll make it work. It is what it is. No one's even gonna know.
1: It's not meant to be a fucking chore, is it? Like like in many ways life isn't meant to be a chore. I
2: think you get that from (coughs) podcasting though, like we this can be as professional or as unprofessional as we want it to be we've lucked out we've got the balance like like i said the other day we can cut it's kind of a bit sort of punk and a bit junky but it's still professional because we've got the sound quality and the cameras and stuff like that so that's the right sort of level if we were all like if we were completely sort of punky and ah oh, fuck it and everything else it wouldn't have got as far as it has but if we were too sort of like sit straight face the camera let's spend 400 quid on a microphone and get it right and everything else and just talk about mental health that wouldn't have worked either it would have been too far the other way that's why this is working because it's a a combination of all of that stuff and I know I need to relax a little bit more but ultimately it's going to work because of that reason
1: but that's probably because uh, we uh, well that's the influence of us both yeah it's me just going, just get, it does just get something out. Which but, I need. Uh, and me, you know, uh, and, and you go, no, I want to do a good job. And, yeah. You know, and that's why I like filming and all that looks good. Yeah. Because <coughs> if it was me, it would have been one camera. Yeah. So it needs, you Which, need. Which believe me, I'm tempted to do it. It'd be so much <coughs> easier for me. But you need, but you need the push and pull. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that's, good collaboration yeah
2: and it sets us a little bit apart from other people who have just got one camera and I'm totally cool with one camera believe me but it's kind of metaphor for life
1: in many ways it's the idea that um, you know sometimes you need to roll with it yeah and sometimes sometimes you don't and it depends how much it matters to you
2: yeah don't even like I mean I'm lucky I had a lot of this gear already and I've like I said been thinking about all this stuff since I was a kid but, like, it's not even hard what we're doing, really. Like, we, we've we had to work it out. We've had to make mistakes. And we've had to do things wrong and fuck it up and yeah, things are
1: broke. Yeah, we did have a good couple of months of boring it out.
2: Yeah, and just getting it worked out and everything else. But, like, ultimately, if you've got something that records... Then you can start a podcast. Like, yeah, you, just that's what need, I like about you just need you just need iTunes. Like, it. like you can do it without ACAS and all the sponsors. You can just with iTunes, you can get an audio file, you can send it to them, they'll approve it, and then it's just there, it's there. It's it is as simple as that. And there's a lot more information about it, um at the moment, and it's getting easier and easier to do. And I think it's great because everyone can have a voice now. And yeah, it, obviously if you're trying to get numbers and sponsorship and make a living out of it it does become a little bit harder it does become a little bit more involved but it doesn't have to be like that
1: i do want to uh, have sponsors and... oh yeah
2: no totally but i'm just saying like if people think oh i'm not going to do it no one's going to listen to it people will listen to it and it doesn't matter if only one other person listens to it You've done your job because you've got a podcast online that someone else is listening to. And that might even be your mum. But your mum will tell Karen from accounts that who you don't know. And then Karen from accounts is listening to it. And then all of a sudden a stranger is listening to what you've just said. And then you'll just be rushing. The buzz of that's
1: that. That's kind of what, like, in fairness, that's kind of what um, the what I get out of it yeah. is The fact that um, a stranger is listening to it. Like, I, I imagine more strangers listen to us than uh, people we know.
2: How many people do you know in Iran? None. <laughs> Nor do I. And they're like our fourth
1: biggest listenership. Yeah. That's fucked up. So a stranger listens to it and gets hung out of it and listens to it again. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, that's pretty special.
2: Yeah. Because we're not trying to do anything. Like, we've got no script. I don't know how the hell that hour uh, just come out of us. I
1: know. I kind of lost it uh, in the early bits. And then it was like, oh, no. I just fucking love it. It's brilliant.
2: It is good. And we hope you love it too. So, um, oh, uh,
1: thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you, you, for watching. And, um, yeah, that's the end of another hour. We just had a pretty intense two hours. And that's um, kind of as it should be.
2: Yeah.
1: But, yeah, pretty intense. I'm uh, a big sweaty good. mess. You don't look that sweaty. Let's right, good night. Cover. Thank you. Love you, bye. <laughs>